Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Simeon Cohen and today we will be studying Masachet Psachim Daf Kuftet, page 109. Building off of a theme that began on yesterday's daf, today's daf focuses on the role that different people or different sects of people play at the Seder. So yesterday, much attention and focus was given to the role that women play in the Seder, whether or not women are obligated in certain mitzvot of Pesach. And today, we're going to discuss the role of children at the Seder, what role children play on Pesach. So I'm actually going to begin with the Brita that closed yesterday's daf. Tana Rabbanan, we learn from a Brita, all are obligated in these four cups, including men, women, and children. Rabbi Yehuda said, What benefit do children receive from wine? Children don't enjoy wine. Why are children obligated to drink wine? And here we move into today's daf. Ella, don't give children wine, rather distribute to them roasted grains and nuts on Erev Pesach, so that they will not fall asleep and they will stay awake and ask questions. The text goes on to tell us that this was a practice that was embraced by Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, they said about Rabbi Akiva that he would distribute roasted grains and nuts to children on Erev Pesach so that they would not fall asleep and they would stay awake to ask questions. The Gemara now brings in a Brita to illustrate another practice which was used to help keep kids awake on Erev Pesach. Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Chotvin Matzot Belele Pesachim Bishvil Tinokot Shelo Yishnu. It was taught in a Brita that Rabbi Eliezer said, one grabs the matzot, chotfin matzot, on the nights of Passover, and eats them very quickly in account of the children so that the children will not fall asleep. So what exactly does this mean? It's a bit unclear. What does it mean to grab the matzah quickly enough that the children don't fall asleep? The prevailing interpretation seems to be that the matzah is eaten quickly so that the children get to ask their questions at a relatively reasonable hour and then get to go to sleep early, relatively early, so they're not falling asleep at the Seder. Another interpretation is that if the children try to eat the matzah before the recital of the Haggadah, the matzah is grabbed away from them so they don't eat their fill early and get tired and miss the opportunity to ask questions. I think the most interesting understanding of what chutfin matzot really means is the one that's given by both Rashi and his grandson, Rashbam. Both of these medieval commentators say that chutfin matzot means that the Seder plate is lifted and the matzah is grabbed to arouse curiosity from the children at the Seder table. This isn't something that's generally done in most meals, and it would naturally elicit a sense of curiosity, and this sense of curiosity prompts the children to ask questions. The Gemara now goes on to provide a brighta which illustrates how significant the role that children play at the Seder truly is, and it does this by regaling us with another account of a practice of Rabbi Akiva. Tanya, Amru Alava Rabbi Akiva, 
it was taught in a Brita that they said about Rabbi Akiva, Miamav lo amar higia et la mod de beta midrash, chutz me'arve psachim ve'erav yom hakipurim. In all his days, Rabbi Akiva never said to his students that the time had come to arise from their learning in the Beit Midrash. Instead, he would continue to teach as long as his students were willing to listen. This was always true, with the exceptions of Arve Psachim Be'erav Yom Kippurim. Rabbi Akiva always taught for as long as humanly possible, with the exception of Erev Pesach and Erev Yom Kippur. The Erev Pesach, Bishvil Tinokot, Kadesh Elo Yishnu. The Erev Yom Kippurim, Kadesh Yachilu Et Bneihem. So what I think this means is that Rabbi Akiva gave his students something like early dismissal on the afternoon before Pesach, Erev Pesach in that sense. Uh, so they could go home and put their children to bed and let them nap so they could be awake for the duration of the Seder, long enough to ask questions. And as we know from the famous Mishnah that's included in the Haggadah about Rabbi Akiva staying up all night and recounting the Exodus at Bnei Brak, it's very important to Rabbi Akiva for people to be able to stay up for as long as humanly possible at a Seder. This account of Rabbi Akiva's practice on Erev Pesach is an indication that it is extremely important to cater to children on Pesach. Rabbi Akiva had a practice of teaching in the Beit Midrash for as long as humanly possible, or as long as the students were willing to listen to him. And according to this Brita, the only times he would diverge from that practice was on Erev Yom Kippur and Erev Pesach. And on Erev Pesach, the Brita tells us that he diverged from the practice Bishvil Tinokot, for the sake of children. Thus, if Rabbi Kiva had a well-established practice and he was willing to diverge from that practice on Pesach for the sake of children, then we know that it is extremely important to take the role of children and the needs of children on Pesach very seriously. The Gemara goes on to provide another Brita, which discusses the head of a household's obligation to make his family as happy as possible in the Chagim. Tanu Rabbanan, chayav adam lasameach banav uvnei beito baregel shene'emar v'samachta bechagecha b'memesamcham b'yayin. The sage is taught, a man is obligated to gladden his children and the members of his household on a festival, Baregel. As it is stated, Vesamachta Bechagecha. And this is a Pasuk from Deuteronomy 16. And you shall rejoice on your festival. And the Pasuk goes on, you and your son and your daughter and your manservant and your maidservant and the Levite and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow that are within your gates. And with what should one make them rejoice? With wine. But we already know from the prior daf that wine isn't necessarily appropriate for every family member. As we learned, Rabbi Yehuda just asked at the end of page 108, What benefit do children receive from wine? So it may not be appropriate for every family member to rejoice with wine. We've already learned that children receive roasted grains and nuts on Pesach as opposed to wine. And the Gemara now continues with this line of reasoning, this line of thinking, again spearheaded by Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Anashim lahem, Venashim lahen. Rabbi Yehuda says, One should enable each member of the household to rejoice in a fashion or a manner that is pleasing to them, men with what is fit for them, and women with what is fit for them. Anashim lahem, Bayain. Venashim Bamai. Tani Rav Yosef, Bebabel, Bevigdei Tzivonin, Be'eretz Yisrael, Bevigdei Pishtan Megoatzin. Men should rejoice with what is fit for them, i.e. with wine, and for women, what causes them to rejoice? 
Rav Yosef teaches one should give them new clothes. In Babylonia, Bebabel, one should give them colored clothes. And in Eretz Yisrael, one should give them linen clothes. In other words, one should give them new clothes which are consistent with the fashion of where they reside. Now, admittedly, the Gemara is using gender stereotypes here. Wine makes men happy and new clothes make women happy. But I think much can be learned from this portion of the duff. As we know, family plays an extremely important role in the Jewish tradition. In fact, the very first mitzvah in the Torah, given in the first chapter of Genesis, is pru or vu, the commandment to be fruitful and multiply. Thus, right from the outset, creating a family is one of the core values of Judaism. But as we learn from this daf, it is not sufficient to merely be fruitful and multiply, to merely create a family. This daf discusses the head of a household's obligation to ensure that his family is happy on the regalim, which I take to mean that one should ensure that one's family is especially happy on the Chagim, but is generally happy year-round. Moreover, this daf acknowledges that each family member has particular needs which the head of the household must cater to. There is no panacea for creating household happiness. A blanket solution, such as giving every household member of gla a glass of wine to ensure their happiness, doesn't pass rabbinic muster here. Rather, the rabbis realize that men have their own needs and women have their own needs and children have their own needs. Thus, even though it may seem that the Gemara is presenting us with gendered stereotypes here, I think a very important message can be extrapolated from this stuff. We need to be conscious of the needs and desires of those we love. Not everyone's sense of happiness is triggered by the same set of stimuli which triggers your sense of happiness, and we need to be highly aware of that. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed studying with me today. Please join me again tomorrow for Daf 110. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.